Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Betting Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The Super Bowl, it's right around the corner. NFL Championship Weekend, it is upon us. And if you're looking for a place to place a bet on sports going forward, it's BetOnline.ag. It's the best and only place to lock it in. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And don't forget, there's always that online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming into the pod. I got to be honest, I've been talking about this NFC and AFC Championship weekend all week. I almost felt tired bored about it but then i woke up this morning with a new sense of vigor so i'm bringing on a very very special guest to help break down the lines and get you ready to make some fantastic plays and make a little cash this weekend his name is michael McEwen, editor of sportsbettingdime.com it's a free sports betting news app an information site that provides reliable up-to-the-minute odds and predictive analysis including futures trackers sbd's own score predictor sbd's own sharp and so much more matt also hosts the weekly podcast the odds pod with frank michael smith and you can follow matt on twitter at sbd underscore matt m-a-t-t matt McEwen, thanks for joining the show man happy friday how are you hey joey i'm doing very well how you doing I'm doing great, man. Like I said, all week long, there was the Mahomes. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? It felt like all the storylines were kind of played out a little bit, but I'm so excited. Football's just right around the corner. It's the final four right now, man. And just tell me, which which game right now are you more excited about? Are you looking at that Bucks packers or are you looking at that Bills-Chiefs? I, I'm looking at the Bills-Chiefs uh, a little closer. And for, for the reason you just said, you know, the, the Patrick Mahomes factor here, he's got to play, right? I mean, th- this isn't something 2021 can do to us. We, I, I would have expected this out of 2020, you know, terrible year. You know, th- that, that's the kind of year that would rob us of, of a Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes shootout. I don't think 2021 would do that. I got my fingers crossed. My hopes are up. Um, no, I'm, so I'm, I'm looking close at that one. Um, what, you know, the thing in this one that – Surprised me the most, Joey, and I, I don't think many people caught this. When this line opened, so the like the moment that the Chiefs beat the Browns on Sunday, we had an opening line within minutes of, of that game closing. And this was just a head scratcher. This was a, a sports book saying, I don't know if Patrick Mahomes is going to play, but I want to put out a line. This opened at Kansas City minus one, which is absolutely absurd. Because if Patrick Mahomes plays, you know, there, there's no way, like, you know, just, just based off the home field advantage, the, the generic rule of two and a half, three points, uh, you know, for the home team, a Kansas City minus one line suggests that the Bills are the better team, right? There's no way that's the case if Patrick Mahomes is under center. Yeah, you know, I, I still think this line is going to move. We're looking at, um, you know, minus three, Kansas City minus three right now. I still think it's going to move a little, a little further in Kansas City's favor once Mahomes is confirmed. But to open this at minus one, I, I mean, it, it makes no sense. Because, yeah, like I said, if Mahomes plays, I, I think you're looking at, you know, four to five point spread potentially. Um, if Mahomes does not play and you tell me that the Chad Henney led Chiefs are one point favorites over the Bills, no way. You know what I mean? Like this, this, it, it was literally like they, they took the two uh, ends of the spectrum here and just picked the middle point here and, and went Kansas city minus one. But I mean, 
even at that, if, if this is Chad Henney, I, I don't think the Bills are are two point favorites, three point favorites. Like I think they're like upwards of seven point favorites. So um, no, this this one's been uh, certainly one I'm, I'm keeping my eye on. Um, you know, I, I like I said, I think Mahomes plays, and all signs are pointing towards it. Don't piss off the Bills mafia. I think that's what <laughs> that's pretty one of the first <laughs> lessons there. And like you mentioned, yeah, Chiefs minus three right now. Interested to see if that line's going to move in the next 24 hours. We were talking on the pre-pod. You know, maybe it can get up to four, maybe it can get up to four and a half. And then that'll get really interesting. It looks like Mahomes is on track to play. And as you mentioned, in 2020, when anything is possible, it literally could have been Mahomes fell into like a hole filled with like a spider nest and was bit by 45 different kinds of spiders. That's what we'd be kind of getting this year. But he's got the next stinger. He's got a bad toe. looks like he's going to play. Bill's on the money line plus 128. We got totals on points I see right now, still at 53. So let's dive into this a little bit. Let's start on the Bill's side of the ball. You know, um, you know, just your take on the Bills. I mean, the Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. Mahomes might be a gutsy performance, but probably is going to play. And he still is Patrick Mahomes. For this Bills team, you know, what are you looking at? What do you think they're going to need to do to win this game? And how do you see it a little bit playing out? Do you have any individual props that you like with the Bills right now? I mean, here's the thing, too. that Like, the Bills are a hot team right now coming in, right? Especially, I mean, if you just look at these two teams, um, just simply against the spread, the Bills have covered, like, nine of their last ten spreads. Like, they're coming in hot. Uh, Chiefs have covered, like, one spread in their last nine games. So, I mean, it's you, you certainly have that, that, you know, trends narrative coming in here that, that certainly favors the Bills. But, yeah, and, and looking at this team, I mean, again, I'm assuming Mahomes is playing. So, it's can, can Josh Allen keep up? Uh, realistically, in, in my opinion, it's it's can that Bills secondary, um, you know, get enough stops? And enough stops might be just one, might be two. You know, can can they get any stops? Can they can they potentially force uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs into field goals? You know, Tre'Davious White, fantastic corner. I like the, the Bills secondary. I, I, I'm a big fan of it. I mean, Jordan Boyer, I think, is wildly underrated. Um, and, and we kind of saw this, this Bills team flex a bit of that defensive muscle that we hadn't really seen all season last week. Um, you know, whether you want to attribute, you know, how much of that you want to attribute to the, the wind, the weather, um, you know, affecting the Ravens offense there, they, they held the Ravens to three points, you know, and, and yeah, sure. Lamar Jackson left the game, but that was late in the fourth quarter. Um, it just, you know, they, they put together a great performance on defense last week. They'll need to do it again this week, specifically in the secondary, and they'll need their, their front four there to apply some pressure. I, I don't know that they can do it. I, I don't think they can do it. I think this Chiefs team is just too strong. And, you know, the, the public's starting to, to, to side with me here, too. 52% of the money right now, the ATS money, is on the Chiefs. Um, and, and surprisingly, actually, um, you know, especially with the, the Mahomes, uh, you know, injury and potentially not being 100%, 53% of the money here is on, on the, the over as well. The, the totals money is on the over. So that, that Interesting. Kind of surprised me here, too. But, yeah, looking, looking to the Bills, um, I, 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 it, it's not a team I, I want to bet against. But I, I, I can't – I simply cannot bring myself to bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Well, let's talk about that over number for a second because I was just about to say the Chiefs, fantastic team patrick mahomes i'm not gonna have a hard time betting against him and going back to the super bowl again this year but what i do 
like about this matchup from a betting perspective is I think the Bills can't keep it close. As you mentioned with the ATS with the Chiefs over the last nine games, you know, do the Chiefs have that killer instinct? Is Patrick Mahomes healthy enough to perhaps put up those numbers to not just like cover the spread, but also fly over that over? So the Bills might be able to hang around in this game a little bit. A couple things that a little worried me, though, is, you know, the Bills only put up 32 rushing yards last week. I know different opponent, but they are going to have to be able to run the ball. I don't know if they're going to want it exclusively in Josh Allen's hands the entire game. Of course, he's going to have to make some plays. And then on the other side of the ball, you know, the Bills have just had problems. Their secondary is really good. They've had problems, like, you know, keeping down tight ends this season. And who do the Chiefs have? They have a guy named Travis Kelsey who had two touchdowns against them in week six. And I believe the Buffalo Bills gave up like the six most fantasy points to tight ends this year. And what did the Chiefs do in week six? They ran the football a ton, right? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had over 160 yards rushing. So if that's the game plan for the Chiefs and the Bills want to try and find some balance just to give themselves a shot to hit those big ones down the field, I kind of see a lot more running plays in this game than we probably would maybe be accustomed to. I kind of like the under at that 53 there. You know, the 53 number is going to be really, really tough. It's like right in that zone, right? Because it's a 27 what uh, I'm sorry, more like a 28 to 24 situation, really close, just underneath, just under, like, are you seeing an under on that? Or are you going with the public on that over on 53? So I, I, to be honest, I've, I've been torn on, on this one here. I, I think this is a very good line. Um, you know, like, like you said, I, I think this one has potential to stay close. I think it has potential to, to get into that shootout, but both of these teams, like they, they've shown the ability and I mean, especially like Kansas City uh, last week, you know, they, they've shown the ability to put together these kind of slow, methodical drives as well. Like they're they're not in, you know, for, for as dangerous and as quick as they can score. I haven't seen these teams in, in any major rush to score over the last couple of weeks. You know, look, look to the, the Chiefs last week against the Browns there. And I mean, it, it like it, it was majestic. Like it, it was incredible the way that they were just moving down the field with such ease, and they were just so calm about it. You know, so just just so slow. Like you you knew basically coming into every drive with Mahomes under center, we were looking at you know, hey, five six minutes coming off the clock and seven points going on the board. You know, and and if that's the because again, hey, a lot of teams who who come up against these explosive offenses, like you said, that is the game plan. You know, it's, it's, let's slow our offense down a little bit. Let's slow our drives down. Let's keep them on, on uh, the sideline for extended periods. And yeah, I, I definitely, I could see this playing out that way. Looking at, like you said, 28, 24, a little bit slower, not the, you know, 42, 35 shootout that, that some people are hoping for here, but um, here, here at sportsbettingdime.com, I actually, I created a formula that predicts uh, scores. And I think you mentioned that in, in the intro there. Um, this one is calling for the over. So just for the record, the, the score predictor so far in, in the playoffs, uh, right now it's eight and two straight up, uh, with, you know, on, on top of that, it's called the Tampa Bay upset over new Orleans. It, it had the Rams upset over the Seahawks, uh, it's six and four against the spread and it's six and four, um, on, on the over under here. So it's calling for the over in this game, not by much, but, uh, and again, surprisingly, it, it is calling for a, a Bills upset, uh, 28.1 to 27.8. Wow. So just pushing the over, uh, and, and Bills uh, apparently win by, by 0.3 points. Obviously, you know, we, we, we use a lot of math in here. Um, we, we don't round a whole numbers, so that's why you're getting the, the uh, yeah, decimal points in there. But it, it's calling for a very close Bills victory. Uh, and, and in terms of the over-under, I mean, my, 
again, my heart wants the, the over here. I think, I think everybody's in the same boat. We, we want that, that shootout, but I'm with you. I, I think, it, especially if this line, if, if this line continues to grow, um, it, you know, I, I saw it at like 53, 53 and a half. It, it's up to, depending where you look, it's up to 54, 54 and a half right now. So if this continues growing and it, it, it does push that 55 number, I think you'll see quite a bit of money start coming in on the under. Well, look, and I can buy it too, because Brown's chiefs last week, if I'm incorrect, I think that was 57. So you're telling me oh, that you're going gonna to drag a chiefs number down four points against a Bills team that has Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. If you say that sentence like that, then all of a sudden you can wrap your head around the over a little bit. And I'm just kind of looking at these matchups and seeing how are these two teams going to attack each other? The way that they attacked each other the last time was a lot of running game. You know, maybe Andy Reid switches it up a little bit. So my question for you is for all those people out there that got their pretty little tickets on the chiefs for this weekend, let me throw a scenario out for you. And maybe this goes into a bit of uh, how you, how you philosophically attack betting lines and, and games and stuff. But, Let's just say the Bills come out. They play an excellent first half. Let's say Patrick Mahomes, they're playing okay, but maybe on a run or something like that, he walks back. He's hobbling a little bit, and the Bills have a lead. Are you the type of guy that's going to go in and live bet and hedge on these Bills in the second half? How would you attack that kind of situation if the Bills come out and play, let's just say, the perfect half? They're not up by a couple touchdowns. It's tight, but they're in the lead. How would you attack that? I think the only time you're going to find any any value on, on the live odds in this game is if we see another scenario where Mahomes leaves the game or Mahomes is hobbled, um, you know, even like when he left that game against the Browns. Now, obviously, you know, we've, we've seen a bit of Chad Henney now, so I'm sure the books will be a little quicker to react, but the Chiefs were still favorite to win that game on, on the live line when Mahomes left. So, and, and I, you know, I, I very strongly debated uh, hedging my, my, my bet there, getting, <laughs> getting some money on the Browns to win straight up. Um, but no, you know what, if, if Mahomes is healthy, uh, I, I, I can't bring myself to bet against, uh, him, him and Andy Reid. uh, especially, you know, you look to last year's Super Bowl too, and, uh, the unbelievable second half they had, you know, I think Andy Reid is one of the best when it comes to making those, uh, halftime adjustments, you know, Mahomes is just simply too talented. I think to keep down just random general football question. What happened to Le'Veon Bell? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I don't want to say I foresaw that coming out of Levy and Bell, but I, I was hoping for a Daryl Williams uh, anytime touchdown last week. I, I just, you know, I, I had seen, cause again, yeah, the, the, the moment uh, Edwards Elaire was, was announced out uh, Levy and Bell's anytime touchdown prop dropped to like, he was like plus 120 plus 150 or so, oh, wow. uh, which I thought was absurd. You could still find Daryl Williams as long as like, plus 250, I believe it was, um, which, you know, I, I certainly did not see that kind of split in the backfield where Bell is just non-existent. But uh, I, I, you know, Darryl Williams has, has run the ball just harder uh, for the Chiefs this season. And, and Bell just, it, it at this point, it just kind of looks like he's along for the ride. You know, he's he just wants a Super Bowl ring and Reed's just keeping around to, to get him that. And uh, I don't think he really has a place. His, his running style just doesn't fit this this chief scheme. You know, that that very patient wait for the blocks to set up. It's it's not there in Kansas City like it was in Pittsburgh. Well, and he had a decision to make right when it came to him being released by the Jets. He could have either gone to a situation where he could have amassed up a bunch of yards, tried to yep. build himself another contract, or now the situation that he's in right now where you get a team photo and you get a ring, hopefully. And that maybe, yeah. you know, can help propel him to the next contract. Before we get off this game, 
let's look at either side. Maybe we could start with the Chiefs first. Give me one player, you know, for the people out there that like to do individual props, that like get to get on these guys. You know, give me one player on the Chiefs that you're looking at right now that you're saying to yourself, hey, you know, there's a there's a place to attack here. You know, Travis Kelsey, I mentioned earlier, that's a good matchup for him too as well. Played awesome again last week. I think his over-under was 95 yards. He was able to eclipse that number. Is there someone else on the Chiefs? You talked about Daryl Williams that you're looking at that that might have some value. So you know what? I'm I'm actually all over the Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown this week. Yes. I cannot believe that you can find it at minus 125 right now. I mean, he, he comes into this having scored a touchdown in, I, I don't know how many straight now, six, seven straight or so. This, this should not be minus 125 against any team. This should be shorter against any opponent. Then you add in the fact that this is the Bills, like you said, have had trouble slowing tight ends down. And you add in the fact that this is the AFC championship game and Andy Reid is going to do whatever he can to ensure his best players have the ball in, in their hands. So this is the one that, that I'm on. And yeah, even, even right now, you know, you can find Kelsey again at 94 and a half, 95 and a half for his, uh, his over under uh, receiving yards there. I, I don't love it nearly as much as the, the anytime touchdown, but I still like the over in, in that. I mean, he's uh he's he's just matchup proof it seems and and again like you said bills have had trouble with this position i I think he goes over that yeah and even in a scenario where i'm with you i don't know if the over under the yards is the best play i think the anytime touchdown is the way to go because even if they say to themselves hey we are going to take travis kelsey out of this game in the red zone the dude just still finds a way as he did twice against the bills in week six on the buffalo bills side of the ball you know we know the big names stefan Diggs, josh allen any other props out there that you like a little bit? Is there a Cole Beasley number that you like a little bit? Or <laughs> You know what? They're, they're holding right now. Um, you know, at the time that, that we recorded this, we still haven't seen, I, I still haven't seen any Cole Beasley lines uh, yet. Um, it, you know, I think they're just, they're waiting to hear on, on his firm status before they, they release anything. Um, I, you know what? I, I, I hate to be so chalky like this, but I think this is the game where the big players are going to shine. And Stefan Diggs your weekend, man. Yeah. I'm with you. Absolutely. You know, and, and Stefan Diggs at, at 94 and a half right now. Um, again, I, I like his anytime touchdown as well. He's my, you can find him minus one Oh six to, to score any touchdown in this game. I, I don't believe the chiefs have any corner that can, can take Diggs out of the game. And I mean, Allen has shown that, when he's in trouble, when, when they need to score, when the pressure's on, he's going to Diggs. you know, that that's his guy. That's who he's looking to. Um, so, you know, I, I, again, I, I like the chalky pick. I like the over on Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, his, his receptions right now are even set at seven and a half. And uh, again, depending, depending on, on, I think Mahomes' health, like if, if he's cleared maybe by, by Saturday, um, you know, very early Sunday, if we know that Mahomes is very healthy coming into this game, uh, then that's, you know, that's when you start thinking shootout. And if, if this game does enter into a shootout, I think Diggs catches more than, than seven passes. Yeah, that seven and a half seems a little bit of a trap area for me, just yeah. a touch. But that 94.5, Stephon Diggs, every single game this season, you, he's matchup proof. Yeah. Every time that you think they're, they're going to take him out of the game plan you know, number 14 still comes up and he just keeps making plays over and over and over again. I like that number two as well. We're going to switch over to the other game in just a second, but let me ask you a general question that involves all four teams, you know, between the green Bay Packers and the Buffalo bills organization players and the team fans, which team, which game is bigger 
Is it is this bigger weekend for the Buffalo Bills or is this a bigger weekend for the Green Bay Packers? I think it's a bigger weekend for the Bills. Not only not only the playoff route that they snapped, um, you know, not not too long ago. Like that's thing. They they haven't had a ton of just pl- playoff success in general. You know, mm-hmm. since since those uh, four straight Super Bowl losses. But they haven't been back since then, since since the the '90s. There, I, I think this is the bigger weekend. There, that's one of the best fan bases in in football. Um, you know, they they've been showing that for the last decade now. <laughs> Just wild fans. But uh, I, I think th- this this means more to that city uh, than it does Green Bay. I mean, and that's not to say it doesn't mean a lot to them, but. Yeah, you know, and I, I get the the Aaron Rodgers, you know, potential send off, even though I, I think that's crazy. I don't think there's any way that he's he's going to win league MVP this year. And I, I don't I, I couldn't actually tell you the last time a league MVP retired uh, after that season. So he, he's not going anywhere. He's coming back. So I, I think, that, you know, for the Packers, it's it's just an, an, another championship run. The pressure's on in both in both places. But with the Bills, like you mentioned, it's been such a long time. They're here. It's like going to a party and, you know, everything. Yeah. The first time going to a party, you know, the food looks great. The drinks taste fantastic. Everyone's dressed up. And for the Packers, they've been here before. But, you know, this is their shot at this. You've got an Aaron Rodgers who's thrown for 50 touchdowns this season. He's, what, 37 years old. He's coming back next year. I have no doubt about that. I have no doubt that he's probably going to play for the next three years. But it starts to feel a little bit like that New Orleans Saints situation of a couple of years ago when – Granted, you know, the Saints keep going back to the playoffs and keep having bites of the apple. But really, what was it when they played the Minnesota Vikings a couple of years ago? That was that Saints team that really had that shot to get there and try and get one more Super Bowl. And I'm kind of feeling that that's the position that the Packers are in. And maybe their fans are feeling a little bit of that pressure. So why not? Let's just play Tom Brady. No big deal. <laughs> Today's Believe in Betting Chicago Championship Weekend episode is also brought to you by Kansas City Stakes. With the new year comes tons of new big games in sports, and with big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Like, for example, it's 1230 on a Friday Pacific time in L.A. right now, and I could go for a juicy big Kansas City steak. So visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos. Perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V at checkout. You got to try out the snack pack combo featuring small plates of big flavor, mini beef Wellington steak burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, and shrimp wrapped in bacon. Every order is flash frozen delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, head to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code believe B-L-E-A-V. Let them know that we sent you for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. It's uh, Bucks Packers this weekend. I believe the line is still at Bucks minus three. Uh, I also have on bet online the money line for the Bucks is plus one fifty seven. I got over. Uh, I got over under totals at fifty one points. Uh, Packers to score twenty seven and a half. I don't know if that's changed. Buc- Buccaneers twenty three and a half. You know what's your what's your early take on this game? About forty eight hours away from kickoff. I cannot believe we're looking at Green Bay minus three in this game. Um, at and, home, you know, in Lambeau. And, and that's it, right? Like, depending, you know, again, depending where you look, you can still find this at uh, at Green Bay minus three and a half if you're a, if you're a Bucks better. Um, you know, look, definitely look for that that extra half point. But 
I just, I don't, I, I know what happened earlier in the season. You know, we look back to that, that uh, week six matchup bucks beat them up 38 to 10. That was the worst game the Packers played all season. You know, it, it was uh, maybe, maybe that one and the loss of the Vikings too, knowing, knowing what the Vikings did uh, the rest of the season. But I, I don't think you can look at these two teams and say they are equal which is basically what we're looking at based off this spread, right? As, as I mentioned, you know, that, that two and a half, three point rule for home field advantage. Um, and I know it's been different this year with, with not, uh, you know, full stadiums, but I, I, this is a, this is a warm weather team traveling up to cold weather. And you, you look at the last, you know, two months uh, that, that the Bucks have played here and I know everyone's going crazy over them. But look at their opponents. They, they've been beaten up on bad teams. Now, you know, hey, that's all you can do when you're playing bad teams, right? So I, I, I appreciate that argument. But I cannot look at these two teams and say they're equal. I thought we'd be looking at Green Bay minus. I, honestly, I, I thought we'd be looking at similar spreads in both games. Green Bay, I like, you know, both, both uh, home teams laying kind of four and a half, five points. So I am all over this, this, uh, this line here. I love the Packers minus three. Um, and, and to be honest, I'm, I'm, leaning the under in this game as well you can yeah like like you said you know 51 you can find it at 51 and a half still so i definitely urge you to find that uh, extra half point but um I, I like the under i think this is gonna be a little bit of a slower game uh the, the weather's gonna play a factor there's supposed to be some snow on the field um you know not gonna snow during but i am I'm, I'm going packers uh minus three and I, I i really like that under yeah the question for me is if you start to kind of play it out a little bit, the Buccaneers have to account for more things to stop the Packers offense. than I think the Packers have to account for Tom Brady. It was, uh, it was announced today that Tony O'Brown will not be playing in the game. You know, not exactly, you know, a line swinger, if you will, but still something that's substantial for the Buccaneers in terms of what their offenses looked like the last three weeks. You know, they had Ronald Jones jr. Run for 113 yards against them, you know, in that game that they won 38 to 10 earlier this season. But, I want to get your take on this because, uh, you know, I, I'm a Bears fan. I do this podcast for the Bears, so I get a chance to get the All-22 film, watch a lot of stuff. And I went back, and I, when the Bears were about to play the Packers, I started looking at, you know, when teams get to the Packers, when they make them play poorly, what is it that's going on? So I went back, and I watched that Buccaneers game. What I noticed was, so first of all, Green Bay, they, they are at the bottom of the league, or at the top of the league, if you will, of the least amount of third-down attempts that they've tried this season, meaning – they're getting first downs on first down and second down. They're not even getting to that third down situation. So what the Buccaneers were doing was they were using the speed of their linebackers. They were bringing Devin White, and they were bringing up the middle pressure. And what they were doing was they were bringing it right into Rodgers' face. And now Rodgers is really good. It's not like he hasn't seen a blitz before, but the fact that he saw it, he had to speed up his clock about 0.4 seconds and make some quicker decisions. And then once he kind of had that, when he didn't see it in his face, he wasn't really accounting for it, and then they brought him some backdoor blitzing. So my question is, now that that worked one time, can the Buccaneers attempt to do that again, in your opinion? And if they can't, what are they going to do to stop Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I, I don't think they can, Joey. I, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is too good. I think, uh, you know, Matt, Matt LaFleur uh, has, has proven to be too good of a, an offensive mind as well. You know, I, I, think, I, I think that was maybe the Bucs' best game they played all season. Um, and, and, you know, they, they have the film, they, they fooled them once. Um, I, I don't think they'll be able to do it again. We've seen this buck secondary get, get toasted, uh, over, over the last, uh, you know, 
six weeks or so. Now, you know, how much of that do you want to attribute to them being up so big in games? Um, you know, that that's up to you. But even you you look uh, last week there against the Saints, and I, I know they they shut down Drew Brees, but ultimately I think Drew Brees shut himself down. Yeah, that game um, was weird, right? That game was weird. It's kind of hard to get a sense of exactly – you know, what this Buccaneers team is going to look like against the Packers this week. Absolutely. You know, I, I look back to to Taylor uh, Heineke um, just just shredding this, this Bucks defense. And, you know, hey, they, you know, not a, not a ton of time to prepare for for that quarterback. But I, I, I do. I think Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to eat up this Bucks secondary. I think you'll see a lot of quick game. Uh, they'll at least prepare for that quick game out, out of uh, the Packers offense. Like you said, the, the Bucks brought a lot of blitz. Uh, they, they brought a lot of pressure. They'll, they'll be ready this time. And uh, you know what? I, I really like uh, MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling to catch a couple big ones in this game. I, I think they're going to do what they can to sneak him, uh, you know, down the middle of the field, get him open deep, some, some looks there. I, I don't think that the Bucks have uh, the, the defense to, stop this Packers offense two times in the same season. Um, and, and Hey, like you said, like that was, that was a just awful game at Rogers. Yeah. Like 35.4 passer rating or something that game. Uh, yeah. Two interceptions. I, I don't foresee it happening again. And yeah, that that's the reason why I'm, I'm all over the Packers here. Yeah. And for the betters out there, they're looking at, you know, that, that, that game, that 38 to 10 game. And they're like, well, the Buccaneers figured out Aaron Rodgers. I'm with you. I think that is the outlier right there. There's a number where I think Rodgers threw for over three touchdowns like 12 times this season. And as you mentioned, Tampa Bay secondary, not so great. Like they're pretty good against the run. So great. Take away Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Jones. You still have to deal with Rodgers. I'm looking it up right now. The Buccaneers gave up 22 passing touchdowns over their final nine regular season games, over 280 passing yards in four of those games. So there's a lot of numbers out there right now where I see, you know, Rodgers 2.5 touchdowns is plus 145. I think his number for passing yards, I think it's somewhere around 279. That's a pretty good number, too, as well, maybe for the over. And Devontae Adams, 86.5, minus 115. That's a pretty good number, too, as well. That guy, I don't know what the anytime touchdown number is, but, again, that's a dude that scored a touchdown in nine straight games. So there's more questions, I think, for how are the Buccaneers going to stop Rodgers and how are the Buccaneers going to continue to consistently put up points on drives it's going to be methodical, unfortunately, with Tom Brady there under center trying to make things happen. I get it. They're going to try and run the football, but at some point they're going to have to throw it. Gronk did have a pretty solid game against Green Bay in week six, five for 78 with one touchdown. Is there a guy in the Buccaneers offensively that is not named Tom Brady that you're looking at that you could be like, hey, big game from him could be an X factor, could swing this game? Yeah, you know what? I, I The guy last week for me was Chris Godwin. I really liked him to to see a lot of uh, a lot of looks last free week. agent and, to be yeah, too. Did, He's ready to roll. Yeah, uh, he he didn't come through for me last week. You know what? I'm right now. I am, and and I know the the snap counts, the the splits that we've seen in this uh, this Bucks backfield. But I if if Tampa Bay stands any chance to win this game, in in my opinion, it's exposing the Packers' run defense early. And it's, it's getting out to a lead early and yeah, again, keeping Rogers on the sideline, just slowly pounding away at, at this, you know, somewhat poor Packers run defense, but I don't think Leonard Fournette is going to be the guy who does it. I mean, you, you pointed out the, the game Ronald Jones had against them uh, back in week six. And, and like I said, uh, Leonard, Leonard Fournette has been receiving uh, a lot of the, the snaps in, in the backfield this uh, during these two playoff games. 
but I like Ronald Jones right now. His numbers at uh, you can get him at 35 and a half rushing yards. Um, what? Which, yeah, he's very low. I mean, and, and that's like Le- Leonard Fournette is even right now at 42 and a half, right? Like the, the, the books are kind of leaning that way of, hey, we don't know. Like, is is this going to be more of a split this game? Is Leonard Fournette going to continue getting 70% of the snaps like he did last week? Um, I, I don't see it. Um, you look at that game last week and and Jones produced the like nearly the same number of yards with almost like half the carries as, as Fournette did. He's just, he's been much more efficient. I appreciate, you know, Ari- Arians wanting kind of that power back in there. But I, I think early we'll see Jones have success against this Packers defense. And again, as, as long as Packers don't break out to you know, too big of a lead early, I think he crushes that 35 and a half number. There's another little X factor, and it's been a bit of a problem for Tampa Bay, but it could also be a boon this weekend. I'm also curious to see if they kind of use, utilize Ronald Jones in that old school Tom Brady, James White type of scenario of those, that quick little passing game. The short passing game creates the running game making, you know, the Green Bay Packers defense go a little side to side a little bit to maybe open up some of the running lanes in the middle for Leonard Fournette. The only problem with that is Ronald Jones has had trouble catching the football at times uh, in that passing game. So that could become an X factor too as well. Yeah, I I think that's a great play with Ronald Jones. Just what's your general take on on Mike Evans? You know, obviously a big name, someone that maybe would, you know, if they're going to go to the window, would probably put some money down. Do you think he's capable of a big game or do you think that could be more of a decoy situation that, you know, Green Bay is going to make it a point to take him out and make Tom Brady look in different directions. So I, I think we've seen Mike Evans removed from the game between the twenties, you know, Marshawn Lattimore did it last week. Um, we we've, we've seen it this season, but I don't think you can remove him in the red zone. I, he's, he's too big. Brady loves that. Those, those big bodied receivers down in, in the, the red zone area there down at the goal line. You can find Evans right now, plus 140 to score a touchdown, Ooh. which to me is wild. I'm all over this one. I, I absolutely love it. I think I, I don't love, um, again, I, I don't love Evans' uh, receiving number. It's at 63 and a half right now. Um, you know, being being the big play threat that he is, you know, he, he could make up most of that in, in one play. Um, but I, I do, you know, he expects to see a lot of Jair Alexander this weekend. Um, great, great. I think one of the better corners in the league, but yeah, I, so I, I, I'm staying away from that. Uh, I love the, the anytime touchdown at plus 140 out of Mike Evans. I, I think that's where we'll see his, uh, you know, him, him coming up big that's down in the red zone. And Matt, if you'd be so kind, what does the SBD predictor say for this game? What is the algorithm formula? How's it pumping out? What are we looking score wise? I, so uh, I can't believe it, to be honest with you. Uh, but <laughs> it's it, Tom Brady again, isn't it? Again, again, <laughs> the, the, the predictor told me last week that the, the Bucks were going to upset the Saints and I faded it. I loved the Saints last week. Um, and, and here I am uh, fading my own formula again. That's been so kind to me all season. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll leave that to you to decide what you want to do. But this one has a, a very close game again 27.1 to 26.3 for tampa bay so it it, it also it's calling for the over, the over again, wow. just, just slightly over here you're looking at about 53.4 points in this game so i mean i, I think both of these these totals in in the games are are very good lines i think they're very close uh but yeah an, another upset uh, we've got upsets in both games from the sbd uh score predictor here i and, and again i'm i'm fading it and if I could throw one more here at you, the um, the other one I do like here, 
Aaron Jones is plus 115 right now to score a touchdown, which, and I know what, what you said, the Bucks defense has been great against the run. Um, I, I just think Green Bay is going to have enough trips down to the, the goal line there. And Aaron Jones has scored a touchdown in every playoff game he's played in. Now, you know, it's not that many right now, but they, they trust him. Um, you know, he's, he's just too dangerous, too efficient down at the goal line. So I, I'm, I'm really liking that plus 115 line as well. I like that number as well. And I, you know, just watching the Packers this season, Aaron Rodgers has had to have led the league in one yard touchdown passes. Um, when they're right there, when you think they're going to be handing it off to Aaron Jones, who scored a ton of touchdowns last season, you know, I still think he got over the 10 mark this year, but they were doing that little rollout to Robert Tanyan. Maybe this is a great time to get in on Aaron Jones scoring a touchdown. And maybe that's the zag when we've been seeing the Packers zig now for the last six or seven weeks. And that's a really interesting number, man. I want to just kind of walk through this scenario a little bit because my gut says, and trust me, my gut has lost me a ton of money in my life. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not back in my gut here, but is it wrong to think that if the Buccaneers are going to win this game, they're going to have to keep it in the under. I, I I'm with you. I, I think they, they have to, they, they win this game again, like the same way they won in week six by completely shutting down the, the, the Packers offense. And I mean, hey, the, like a lot of those, I shouldn't say a lot, but some of those points in, in week six came off turnovers too. Right. So I, I don't know that we'll see that in this game. Um, but yeah, this, this is a game where if, if the bucks do win, you can bet that they will be sitting on this ball for long periods of time. It, it will be, you know, it, it won't be a ton of Tom Brady. It won't be 50 uh, pass attempts from Tom Brady. It'll be, 15 carries from, from Ronald Jones, maybe 15 carries from Leonard Fournette. Like they're, they will just grind out this game. And, and absolutely. If, if you're a bucks better here, I, I, I really like the under for you as well. It's hard to predict. That's why people rarely end up talking about it. One of these games is most likely going to be decided by some type of turnover, some sort of big play, maybe even on special teams that might swing this thing in a different direction. And if you are a bucks better right now, you have to be banking on Aaron, Aaron Rodgers making a mistake at some point, an uncharacteristic error that either gives the Buccaneers a short field or maybe takes points away from the Packers and just sort of gives the Buccaneers a chance to breathe a little bit and then they can move forward and maybe score some points. And it's going to be a really fun time, man. Rodgers versus Brady, Allen versus Mahomes. I mean, it kind of doesn't get any better than this. And just real quick right now, if, you're, if your model stands pat right now, are we saying Bills Bucks? Is this a Bills Bucks Super Bowl that we might be looking at here? If if the sportsbettingdime.com score predictor is correct, we are looking at a Bills Bucks Super Bowl, which I'm not sure what to think of that. I was going to say give me some early Brady early odds. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you'd have, you know, you'd have that that Brady playing at at home in the Bucks playing at home in the Super Bowl. You'd have that narrative going on. Um, and what are the career numbers of Brady versus Buffalo, right? It's something like, it's something kind of disgusting. It's very similar to, I think like big Ben's numbers versus like the Cleveland Browns. It's gotta be like in the range of like 36. And, and, and how fantastic would that be though, for the bills too? like the, the narrative of, Hey, you know, the bills didn't, you know, you never won the division while Brady was there. You only won the division because he left to then go get that chance to win the Super Bowl over Tom Brady. Like that, that would be an, an unbelievable narrative. But right now, that uh, if you're looking at those those look ahead lines, it's if we get this Super Bowl, uh, we're looking at Bills minus one. Hello, wow, yeah. wow, the Buffalo Bills favored. Good thing or bad yes. thing for the Bills Mafia? I don't know. Is that is that what <laughs> is that what the Bills Mafia wants? 
No, they, they love being the underdogs, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's that's certainly what, what would favor them. Um, the favorites yeah. never break tables. Come on, that's an no. underdog game, right? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, Matt McEwen, thank you so much from sportsbettingdime.com. Let's just get it. Let's just do a quick roundup real quick here. If I'm hearing this correctly, you got Bills with the over. You got Buccaneers with the over. These are slight overs now, you guys. So if you are looking to like tease up, I don't know why you would be doing that, but you could you, just be very, very careful about that. And if I heard it correct and see if I got anything wrong, you know, you like uh, Devontae Adams anytime touchdown. What was it? Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Travis Kelsey anytime. Yeah. And, Mike, Mike, and Mike Evans anytime touchdown as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah. No, there, there's a handful of any times I'm betting this weekend. Uh, kind of that, that's the place where I'm listening to my score predictor a little bit, uh, you know, listening to it. It's got the overs. So I'm, I'm betting on those touchdowns this week. Uh, but yeah, no, personally I'm, I'm fading. I'm fading my, my predictor on, on both of these. I I'm, I'm all over green Bay and Kansas city. So it's kind of the, the man versus machine this weekend, the, the uh, <laughs> inner battle going on in, in, in my body. <laughs> well, and that's a great piece of advice, though, from an expert for for listeners out there that are thinking about maybe wetting their beak a little bit, but aren't hardcore gamblers a little bit. This is great stuff to listen to because, you know, if you want to wring your hands over the yardage numbers and, and stuff like that, knock yourself out. But in these moments, these are when the big players come to play. And in the red zone, that's when these quarterbacks who are, by the way, some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this season and some of the best quarterbacks you're going to find anywhere else. They're going to be looking to those guys and those types of connections to get those anytime touchdowns. So those are fantastic plays. Mike McEwen from sportsbettingdime.com. Make sure you check out and follow him on Twitter, SBD underscore Matt, M-A-T-T. And also check out his podcast, The Odds Pod, with Frank Michael Smith. Head to sportsbettingdime.com and check out all their free sports betting news. Man, great conversation. Super glad I had you on, and hopefully we can do it again sometime soon. Yeah, thanks. My pleasure, Joey. Uh, Anytime. Awesome, man. This was Believe in Betting Chicago with Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode was brought to you by betonline.ag and Kansas City Stakes. Make sure you head to Kansas City Stakes and get yourself a snack pack combo ready for the weekend to watch your Chiefs or also go to betonline.ag and get some great values. And I don't know, maybe some anytime tutties and I don't know, maybe some bucks bills. Let's see what happens. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the pod. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll be back next week with some more great pods, some great interviews. Until then, be well, be safe, be good to each other. We'll talk to each other soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.